0: making excuses for cutting up the turkey and sitting around the tree we are engaging in black empowerment and you would expect nothing less from us so on tonight's program here you know usually what I do is I will do a year in review is what I will I'll do a a year in review at some point here and it has been quite the year quite frankly since 2020 it certainly has been quite the year and by the way make sure that you like and share tonight's program here they're definitely going to want to try to suppress this because they want Negroes to be playing around so make sure you like and share this definitely and I wanted to put this in perspective for you here because if you're expecting msnbc to say these things it's not going to happen if you're expecting cnbc or cnn to say these things it's not going to happen if you're expecting any of these so-called liberal media outlets to say it it's not going to happen remember i told you a decade ago that we couldn't rely on them that we had to have accurate insight and analysis of the events on our side and we had to get better at being able to interpret the events We ourselves had to start getting good at interpreting the events and predicting which way they were going and being able to identify when the paradigm has shifted, when the momentum has shifted to our side. We'd have to do that because your white media outlets were simply never going to do that. I told you a decade ago, you were never going to see a headline that said white supremacy is locked on its heels and black empowerment is on the rise. You're not going to see that. They're never going to do that. That headline will never happen. Therefore, it'll be up to us to have to identify it ourselves. And we can't just have a cheerleading session and wishful thinking. It has to be a real, true change in things. And over seven years ago, I told people that you know the Zimmerman verdict was going to be a seminal moment that would shift the way that people saw things, because people started taking the threat seriously at that time. They started, they they began taking it seriously. They lost faith in Obama as a result. The national conversation had shifted. Your corporate media outlets never said a word about that. Let them tell the tale. Everything was just fine. But that that was really a bellwether moment when the national attention began to shift. And so when you see situations and you see things, you have to have somebody who is telling you what you need to know so that you can identify the events accurately. When you see all of your white supremacist media outlets sitting up here focusing on Kyle Rittenhouse, the reason they were focusing on him was because all the other news was an outright abject disaster. Everything else going on around them is falling to pieces where it used to be that they had reduced, remember when I said this years ago, they have reduced white supremacy to a paperwork process. They have reduced the mass killing of black people through the judicial system as a down to a paperwork process, remember? I said this thing after Mike Brown, Eric Garner. We have sounded the alarm, they have reduced it to a paperwork process. But because we got mobilized, because we got organized, <laughs> because we got funded to a meager degree, but we were funded because people took to the streets and they had backing of other people in the streets the streets had the backing of those at the bank because of occurred, the events transpired the way we told you that they would and you've seen a fundamental shift in the way things have happened you've seen people in elective office get removed you've seen agendas begin to turn and you've seen the momentum begin to shift now we are by no means at the finish line we're not even down the home stretch we barely even turned around the first quarter of it we've got a long way to go but i want to put it in perspective for you is to understand that things have definitely changed now we're not going to do like the civil rights generation be like okay when things are starting to change we are in jesus hands and hope for the best oh no 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 we got a lot of hard charging to do But I want you to understand the bad guys know. The bad guys know. The bad guys know that they are really worried. There's a reason why they've grabbed one little pitiful mascot and been trotting him around because they're literally taking L's at everything else. But they want to have the illusion that something's going right. Why? Because they got to keep their troops mobilized. They gotta keep their troops mobilized. They gotta keep their troops, troops energized. They gotta keep their troops thinking, well, we're winning something somewhere. It's not all else, is it? But by and large, it's going more and more in that direction now. It used to be a guarantee. It used to be a fait accompli that when they showed up and did something, it was just, oh, ho-hum, business as usual. That was what it was. It's business as usual. Well, now it's a whole new line of business. Nothing is the way it was before. Nothing is the same. Everyone's taking notice. Our job is to keep the pressure on them. Our job is to keep the pressure on them. There are a bunch of folk out there, if you remember a year ago, old oh, things sounded so much differently a year ago, the Biden butt kissers, the civil rights generation, the baby boomer butt kissers. Oh boy, they were putting on their bliss texts and buckering up and smooching every butt cheek they could in white society there. Oh man, what a difference a year makes. And for us, it didn't even take that long. We said the exact same thing. It. I, I hope that you all have taken heart and found security in being in a place where the message has never wavered, where what we said before November 2020, during November 2020, and after November 2020, we never wavered. I hope that gives you confidence that when you're getting reliable information from a source that doesn't sit up here and change what it's saying, simply because of one or two events that you found an accurate institution of knowledge and analysis. That doesn't just shift with any headline that shows up or doesn't just run from any minor event. We take a look at history on the whole and events on the whole. We said from the very beginning exactly what it was going to be, exactly how it was happening. And here we are, and here we are. We didn't change, let's be very, very clear we didn't change. They changed for us. We didn't alter our goal nor our agenda. We didn't waver. They did. We didn't break. They did. A bunch of other folks out there thought that sometime that they were gonna be able to get themselves together and that the deception was going to go on. They found it was gonna be damn hard this time. Damn hard this time. The game has changed. It ain't the same old thing. The game has changed. Some people who thought that it was going to be a cakewalk and the ignoring black folk was going to be easy like it used to be, no way. Wasn't going to happen that time. Somebody must have sent them the bird. Somebody must have flew the kite over there and let them know the black channel is already lining up billboards with your name on it, Miss James. You might just want to sit back and sit this one out. You might just want to fall back and sit this one out. I don't think you can make this run this time. I don't think you can make this run. I think you might wanna just fall back a little bit. I don't think you can make this run this time. I don't think it can happen. A whole bunch of folks out there were telling themselves it was gonna go one way and man, I'm telling you, they're getting their feelings and their hearts broken One after another, did you really think the events were gonna come out like this? Did anybody tell you it was gonna go that way? We did. We did. While other people were talking about what couldn't happen, what wouldn't happen, what wasn't able to occur. While other people were defeated, we did what we've been doing, we just kept on rolling. We kept marching, we kept pushing, we kept pushing back, and here we are. We will be here in 2022. Uh, Some of these other folks won't be. Some of these other folks won't be, but we will. We'll be here. I don't know where some of these other folks will be. They won't, but we'll be here. Exactly as we said we would. And why is that? Why is that? Why is it that things are radically different now? Why is it that things have changed so much now? Things have changed so much now because what used to be able to get away with and pass the muster, what was acceptable conversation for the civil rights generation is forbidden and rejected by us. The Congressional Black Caucus has its ducks lined up, don't they? Don't they? They're wishing you all a Merry Christmas. If it is merry for you, it has nothing to do with these niggas. While they're sitting around giving each other accolades for, we don't know. By the way, over here and what we do, we are here on holidays, weekends, birthdays. We never waver. We don't sit around giving ourselves awards. We continue the work. Although they got better things to do over there, we have our message and uh, well, clearly they have theirs. We have our message and clearly they have theirs. Congressional Black Caucus Institute
1: believes all human beings are born free and equal in dignity
0: and rights. So on this annual observance of Human Rights Day, We uplift our common humanity and continually strive for a world that recognizes equality for every member of the human race. This is your Congressional Black Caucus Institute. This is them. This is them. The racial wealth gap impacts black and... Why don't we just change the name to the Congressional Black and Underserved Caucus? Where's Ayanna Presley here? Just go ahead and change it and be done with it here. All this false advertising isn't doing anything but wasting time and making you look silly. That's all that's doing. The racial wealth gap impacts Black and underserved communities. CDCI is partnered with PayPal News, Oops, Shakedown, Wiley College, um, and DU1869 to look at how fintech companies can help our, our communities build financial health. You have a Congressional Black Caucus whose dedicated mission is to pave over focusing on black people. The stated mission of the Congressional Black Caucus now is to pave over the interests of focusing on black people. That's their stated goal now. we don't focus on black people, we focus on everybody. So everybody else looks out for themselves and the Congressional Black Caucus looks out for everybody else. And that used to fly. See, the killer thing about it is that used to fly. That used to be a big old thing right there. That used to fly, used to fly big. That used to be something you could get away with when you were dealing with other people. You used to be able to get away with that. the desperate bootlegs of the civil rights generation. You used to be able to do that. That used to be what you were able to do. You used to be able to do something like that. You can't do that anymore. You can't do that anymore now. Our generation is different. Let me tell you something right now. Back in the day, and by back in the day, I mean nearly 10 years ago, it was forbidden to say what we say here. There was a reason why the fossils of the civil rights generation, the baby boomers, got ran out of town on the rail. The reason they got ran out of town on the rail was because they failed. Let's be very, very clear. The reason that nobody is out here singing the praises of John Lewis, despite the best efforts of the Democratic Party and the corporate media outlets, nobody's singing his praises. There's nobody out there talking about, man, they've been trying so damn hard to elevate him to the level of Malcolm X, and it has failed. It has failed at every turn. It, the, the whole movement to try to do that completely fizzled out. They tried it with Obama also. That went absolutely nowhere. He's scared to do an interview. He sits up here and gets interviewed by white folk now. He is so loved by black people that he only interviews with white folk now. That is them conceding defeat. I want to put that in proper perspective. I want to put that in proper perspective for you here. If things were going the way that they wanted them to, if, if what was going on a decade ago was still going today, why the hell are they hiding? Because things are different now. John Lewis failed. Elijah Cummings failed. They all failed. And we were the part, and I don't
1: say I, I say we, because it's not just one person. We are the
0: vanguard that changed the national discussion and the national narrative. We changed the national discussion and the national narrative. When things happened to black folk, we didn't let some white paymasters come along and tell us, well, you know, forgive, forgive. We started turning those into dirty words. You finally had, in the words of our brother, Professor Black Truth, A competent operative class. We started turning their little trick phrases into dirty words. Forgive, forgive. Black and brown. Minority coalition. Black and LGBT. We started turning the tide on that, and we turned those into dirty words. We turned those into slurs. We made sure that when people said those words, they felt self-conscious about it. They felt bad about it. We turned those into words you didn't want to use. Next thing you know, their their, their puppets and their bootlegs start trying to co-opt our language. Next thing you know, they start talking about white supremacy. And then they tell you that white supremacy is not supporting LGBT going to the bathroom with your kids. So it has been understand something. They're not, I've told you they were not gonna give that up. What we have to do is make sure that we stay vigilant about keeping the spotlight on them. They're gonna try to run like roaches. We gotta keep the spotlight on the roaches. When you talked about the police, they said up here and said there was nothing you could do about it. They could just do what they want to. The white supremacists can do as they please, but we never accepted that. This microphone never accepted that. We never accepted that. We stayed on it. And in the middle of the protest following the killing of George Floyd, we did something that nobody else was doing. You see, you had a couple of celebrities up here and in the town for a photo op. We didn't do that. We didn't parachute in the town for a photo op. We didn't sit up here and try to get on TV for it or post it on the gram. What we did was say, hey, if soldiers have been locked up in the streets, call us first. Call us first. We're gonna get them out. Call us first, and it got to the point that the prosecutors were like, "I'll be damned! There's so much bail coming on that form out here that we we can't hold and we can't prosecute all the cases. You got to drop them in mass." Fox News was absolutely apoplectic. They were outraged. They couldn't believe it. That's what it took to be. That's what it looked like when you got organized. That's what it looked like when you got organized. So of course, in their desperation. They grabbed some suicide bombers and said, oh, well, here's one of our expendable idiots. Throw him out there. If he makes it through the gauntlet, great. If he doesn't, well, we ain't really lost nothing. But let's be very, very clear. If these were truly their core convictions, they would be talking about a hell of a whole lot more. How long are you going to sit up here and keep marching out the same old sawbones? How long are you going to be sit up here and march out the same old golden oldie? There have been a bunch of trials before house, and since then, and so far, nothing has gone your way. So if you're not winning any of these others, why are you still talking about him? You're talking about him because you can't be saying it to us because the ones we're looking at are going the way we said they would. So you can't be talking to us. You must be talking to your people. For those of you who are familiar with your history, When Germany was losing World War II, they were telling their people, everything's fine all the way down. They were telling their people, everything was fine. Everything was great. That wasn't for the consumption of the Allies or the Russians. They knew that they were winning. So Germany couldn't have been talking to them. Who were they talking to? They were talking to their own people. They weren't deceiving the Allies because the Allies were beating them. They were deceiving their own people. White supremacy is a vicious, evil construct. It ultimately ends up devouring itself because it must. It creates an alternate reality where it says, I'm white and I say so. And at first they say it to black people. When black people get the upper hand and they start saying it to each other, well, I'm white and I say so. Don't worry, the Negroes ain't winning. I'll be damned how many times the black folk got the MVP and the NBA. Don't worry, Damian. Don't worry I. Eventually this organism begins to devour itself because it must, because it has to. And what they want to see is whether or not words can change that. The most dangerous thing in the world has begun to happen on their behalf. Black people have stopped listening to them. There are still those who do, don't get me wrong. There are still some who do, but as a group, Black people will stop listening to them, except for the very old and the very dumb. Yes, I said that. It's with the exception of the very old and the very dumb, black people will stop listening to them. You see, that is the formulation of an agenda when you start talking to each other. And that doesn't mean that we tune out of reality now, that doesn't mean that we tune out of reality. What that means is that we stop listening to other people tell us what the agenda is going to be. We stop listening to that. We start looking at concrete goals. Black people who are in positions of influence, in positions of connection, Black folk who work at these courthouses, Black folks who work at these clerks or courts offices, Black people who work at these police stations, Black people who work at these libraries, at these schools. We began, some of us began talking to each other. At least some of us began to. Things began to alter and shift things began to alter and shift. The folks who were sitting up here telling you, well, we don't have to worry about police because we as our own worst enemies," and what about LGBT? And other folk out here talking about, well, you know, genderism and patriarchy is as bad as white supremacy is. Understand some of those folks lost their influence, they lost their leeway long damn time ago. They lost a long damn time ago. There are folks out here who were telling themselves if they kept talking long enough, they were going to send us back to the good old days. Boy, this was a bunch of wasted damn money, wasn't it? I said that before. This was a whole bunch of wasted damn money on your screen here, wasn't it? You can put together in your, your imitation of 1990s R&B music sounding like a the theme song for Martin Lawrence, as opposed to Roly Martin. You can get together all of the internet connections you want to on their webcams. You can attempt to do your best interpretation and your best imitation of CNN all you would want to. It doesn't matter how many panels of well paid, bought and paid off Negroes that you have vying for a position, the bottom line is you have a whole bunch of folk here not being listened to. There's a reason that they have kept the White House doors locked on you, Roland, because you have failed. There's a reason why they're trying to resurrect the decayed, decrepit, disintegrating bones of John Lewis because you have failed. You have failed to demonstrate to them that you have your finger on the pulse of what black people think. You have failed to demonstrate that you have any influence whatsoever and they have seen it. That was why when you attempted to so desperately take to the streets on your own, you got run off the block on camera. That was the death knell for you. Your white paymasters realized, okay he's not the only thing he can do is sell on the internet. He has no pull with the people. None whatsoever. And you watch your hopes of re entering the corporate media complex go up in smoke. And these white institutions, they attempted to throw a couple of dollars your way. Nothing serious because the Negro stays on a -a megathon. They attempted to throw a couple of dollars your way. And they were like, okay, here's a little seed money. We'll see how that works. And all they really realized was, I'll be damned. That was it. Now this nigga is talking about, if y'all could just give me $50 million. You know, if I could get $50 million from y'all, I could really make some things pop off. If y'all could just break me off about $50 million, $50 million but if you can't make something crack off with fifty thousand, fifty million 50 million is just gonna be dead money it is what it is it is what it is there were other folk out here trying to tell us what the agenda should be and the national discussion and the national dialogue had changed There were folks out here telling us that we need to look out for everybody else. We have defined what is in black people's interests. Some folks got upset about that and we said they'll be damned about that. And if you all remember, a decade ago, I was laying out the differences between the interests of black people in America, the descendants of slaves and laying out the differences between us and everybody else. All these newcomers, immigrants, visitors, Anchor babies, all these outside interests. We were saying that before, and it was verboten then when I was laying out the difference between Africans in America and Africans from Africa, saying, you know, they don't really rock with us like that. I was saying that over a decade ago. It was forbidden back then. Now everyone's saying it. It wasn't easy. They didn't jump on it overnight. It took a decade, but eventually the train came in. Now everybody is saying it now. Now everyone is saying it. It didn't happen overnight, but the train came in. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? What folks were talking about, you need to defend the Haitians down there in Del Rio, Texas, and we slammed on a hard break. We slammed on a hard break pedal and said from day one from the very beginning yeah we ain't got nothing to do with that right there and roland martin and tamika mallory and everybody else could sit up here and get on tv and we made sure that everybody understood what the agenda was and the agenda was yeah that ain't got nothing to do with us that's not our mission they are on their own because they have had decades now to demonstrate that they're on the same page with us. And every time they get here, they make sure to make it very clear they are here to undermine us and work against us. We're no longer gonna defend the interests of folks who come here to undermine us and work against us. You love White Daddy so much, take a look on your screen. That's how much he loves you. You're on your own. Oh, it sounded radical when I talked like that 10 years ago, but today is a whole lot less radical now this is what you call a paradigm shift this is a fundamental change in the way things are done and the way business is done this is a fundamental shift and they didn't think it would ever happen well here we are here we are and you notice, and they're saying a whole lot less about that yeah because they recognize they're not going to be able to sit up here and snap their fingers and get our support our support now comes with demands our support now comes with <laughs> demands no we didn't have to support donald trump we didn't have to support republicans we didn't have to do anything except sit and be silent and our silence was Deafening. They were sitting there, hey, you know, hey, brother, 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 you know, we need some help over here. Well, we needed the black community of America to come together and to help us at this, brother, brother. Yeah, they sitting there on the phone. Hello? Hello? Brother, brother? Hello? Dial tone. Because, you see, I want you all to understand something. Pan-Africanism is alive and well. I want you all to be very, very clear on that. Pan-Africanism is alive and well with those who practice Pan-Africanism. For those who do not practice Pan-Africanism, it's dead and gone. We are not the least bit interested in selling the righteousness of Pan-Africanism with individuals who do not practice Pan-Africanism. Those are our brothers and sisters. Everybody in the black media here. The headquarters of the black media called it then. The headquarters of the black media is calling it again for 2024. Joe Biden, assuming that his Alzheimer's medications can kick in long enough to get him through a debate, let's be very, very clear. The white media already is trembling in fear. He said he wants to run for reelection in 2024. And they're like, oh my God, are you serious? He's barely made it through. He hasn't even made it through his first year in office. And even his white media allies at the corporations are already terrified at the idea of having to carry the water for him for the next three years. They understand when they are dealing with a non viable old man who's not built to run. And he doesn't have anybody behind him who can. He doesn't have anybody behind him can. He chose an inept mantelpiece so he could keep her quiet, but she doesn't have any viability outside of
1: him, and that was the goal. And now, going forward, I am going to say here from this
0: microphone tonight, anyone who tells themselves that Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, cannot win the presidency you are really just a horribly uninformed buffoon who doesn't know anything ron desantis very much can win he absolutely can win if he takes that message on the road if i'm ron desantis i hop straight from florida to texas governor abbott is going to welcome you with open arms Take this up to the southern states and through the Midwest, pick off a few of those northeastern states. This man can win. He absolutely can. He's Trump, a little less crazy, a little less incendiary, and he has a track record of some wins behind him. He absolutely can. He absolutely can. Don't listen to your grandmamas and, and, and your grandpappies up here while they're. Drinking their Metamucil on the way to Wednesday Bible meeting. Don't listen to them. They're clueless. They're the ones who screwed up in the first place here. You can't listen to them. If you want to know what's really going on, we're letting you know. I called it for you before and I'm calling it for you. Now, if DeSantis runs, he can win. Can you imagine him on stage against Joe Biden? Can you imagine? It would be a disaster. It would absolutely be a disaster. That is if Trump doesn't run again. That is if Trump doesn't run again. The only thing that would mess things up is if he did. But then again, that's a possibility as well. That very easily could happen also. Why is it that your historically black colleges and universities are so badly miseducating you? Why is it that we don't have the best and brightest out here? Why is it that after all these decades of your HBCUs cranking out students left and right, why is it that none of them have been able to produce a viable, competent, operative media class that actually gets things right? If they've all been so formally trained and they're formally connected and if these institutions are not as incompetent as we hear in the black media say that they are, then why is it they haven't been able to turn out battalions of informed and accurate media people? Why is that? Why is that? If they really are as good as they would have you believe, why is it they haven't been able to do that then? Why is it that we've been the sole repository of accurate insight and analysis here? Didn't have to go to an HBCU to get it. Kind of makes you question whether or not they should continue to exist. Yes, I said it. And I have said it for years. And I will continue to say it. That if you are an institution that is failing You are an institution that has forfeited your right to continue existing based on what I'm seeing at the HBCUs, not only are they failing, the only thing they're succeeding at is undermining us. I see no reason for you to continue existing right now. There's more negative about you than positive. I see no reason for you to continue. You're not serving our interests. You're not serving our interests. The national conversation sounds radically different than it has before. It sounds radically different. People are using vocabularies that are radically different from what they heard before. It is not what they were accustomed to hearing. They were told before that these are gonna be your heroes We told them to take a look at your interests, things they were forbidden. They were being, young black folk were being told they should not vote in their best interest. They should vote the way they're told. They should go the way if they're told. They should focus on the things they were told. And they understand at an intrinsic level that that was not right. They actually finally had a place where they could have a large number of other black people telling them, yeah, we, we, we heard folk trying to traffic the same lies to us. We're not gonna follow that either. We're not going to follow it either. Radically different from what it was. And now you have a place where we can discuss those things at length. And a national conversation that is diametrically different from anything you'd ever heard here before. I wanted to stop tonight here long enough to put this into proper perspective for you. I wanted to put it in proper perspective for you because you're not gonna hear this anywhere else. And what I am not saying is that we're taking a victory lab. We don't take victory laps hell, we don't even take breaks. But I do want you to understand that if anybody tries to sell you on the idea that as that there's been no change. If anyone tries to sell you on the idea that the situation is not in any way different from what it was, if anyone tries to deceive you into believing that the bad guys are running the yard like they used to, I am here to inform you. No, the situation has begun to change. And as I've always said, we have got to continue to bear down the pressure. Otherwise we will lose the very meager gains that we've acquired but make no mistake about it. They are very worried over there. Things are going very, very badly. The more organized we get, the more terrified they get. We get organized, they get terrified. And that's exactly the way it should be. That is exactly the way it should be. We are going to take a very brief commercial, non-commercial break. I would like to thank everybody who has contributed to support tonight's program on PayPal or cash app. I want to thank you all for that here tonight. Here, uh, Ms. Cordelia, thank you very much. We appreciate your support. My man, Chadwick, Mr. Brown, and especially a great big shout out here to get Ready. Thank you very much. We appreciate your support here. I see you out there doing it. And I want to thank everyone who supported us here. That's never been something that we've asked for. It's never been something that we required. It's never been something we stomp for, but it is reassuring and it is encouraging to know that you have the support of the people. While Roland's out there having begathons, we don't have to do that. We have the genuine support of the people, and as always, you are appreciated. We are going to take a very brief commercial, non-commercial break. This is the Black Channel.
1: If you're tired of being censored on social media, join 6Zeros.net. It's Black-owned, Black-operated, and Black-moderated. And we make sure it stays a safe space for us to talk about all things Black culture. We also got some cool gear like the FDM Cotton Crew Neck, the Fearless Ancestors T, Hats, and more. Check us out at 6 zeros.net hey girl why are you so sad i just got banned from twitter again should have been on six zeros.net. Ah.
0: the white supremacists used division as a weapon dividing our families our wealth rewarding traitors murdering heroes yet we survived we fought for our reparations Now it's our turn to divide and administer God's power. I am Agent Julia Sellers, a foundational Black American. I promise that nothing will come between us. Buy the sci-fi novel, Nothing Will Come Between Us. Available January 22nd. Pre-order online today at Amazon and Google Play. Spirit of 1811 Publishing.com. Our story, our family.
1: Hi, this is Brenda Starr, creator of Poetry with a Purpose, and author of the book, Press But Not Crush. Press But Not Crush is an anthology of political poems that address current and historical issues in American descendants of slave population and African American population. The book describes slavery and its residuals, Jim Crow segregation, social depredation,
0: and other relevant issues to American descendants of slaves and African-Americans, including the
1: current political climate that does not address our issues.
0: Are you tired overcharged and forced into paying a monthly subscription for your Mac and Windows software? Well, if you are, currently we're having a 50% off discount on all the latest Mac and Windows software, such as AutoCAD, SolidWorks, Photoshop, Microsoft Office, and much more. Our 50% off discount will end soon. So be sure to text us NEED software to 323-407-8214, that's 323-407-8214. 8214 we aim to please so expect 24 7 technical support
1: the latest
0: premium software instant software links delivered to your email and paypal's buyer's protection guaranteed this is the black channel i am your host your brother your humble servant the black authority very glad to be with you all here this evening as we are having our annual 2021 black christmas broadcast here glad to have you all with us we're going to open the telephone lines here in just a moment here if you'd like to give us a call and keep your comments brief and to the point, or otherwise we will help you keep them brief, but we want to thank everyone who has contributed to Sport tonight's program on PayPal or Cash App. Thank you very much to my man, Frederick. I appreciate that. Marvin, Najee, Chris, and Andrew. And thank you to all of you here, Ryan, and everyone who has contributed to support tonight's program. We appreciate that, as always, from all of you. The telephone number is 646-787-1933. That's 646-787-1933 your personal access code to the Blackest Radio Program in existence, the only one of its kind on planet Earth today. You are, of course, welcome to join us. We are giving a bit of retrospective on these things. We're giving a bit of retrospective to make sure that you stay focused and make sure that you understand that while certainly we have not gotten everything that we want or certainly not everything that we need, there's been definitive progress made on this front far different from what we were seeing a decade ago what that means is the bad guys are going to attempt to double down their efforts to stifle what we're doing. They're going to try to double down their efforts to hold back what we're doing. And it is our job to make sure that we do not allow that to occur. So the telephone lines are now open. The number is 646-787-1933. We are going to take a few telephone calls here tonight. So you are welcome to join us. Let me get, Caller from area code 352. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? So you calling out of Boston. Nasir out of Boston. What's on your mind?
1: I just want to say thank you for everything you do, JB. And I just want Black people to keep our foot on the damn gas, get disciplined, get focused, and do what we need to do. Because them folks ain't taking no days off. That's all I got to say. Be one.
0: Black First Brother, thank you very much for giving us a call here tonight. I'd also like to remind you all of something a little bit different here. I want to remind you about a difference between the way in which the fossils of the civil rights generation handle things versus how we handle things. If you'll remember after the murder of Trayvon Martin The civil rights generation was telling you to pray, forgive, forgive, hope for the best. Uh, Hopefully Obama will recognize something and just if nothing happens, don't worry, Jesus will provide. You notice there are a whole bunch of black folk getting ambushed all over the place like that. Did you notice that after we started helping folks get organized, after the national conversation shifted and changed, did you notice You didn't hear about a bunch of that going on after that. They tried to ride with it for about a good year there, but you notice that things changed. The discussion changed. Did you notice that? I just want you all to take a moment there to realize, by the way, did you notice that the the discussion changed? It, It wasn't the same old same anymore. Did you notice that? you notice that we weren't talking about praying and forgiving and holding rallies and whatnot? You know, our our discussion was different. We told black folk out there, get your Kit Kats. Keep your head on swivel. Understand that you're behind enemy lines. And did you notice you haven't really heard about a lot of things like that happening anymore? I wonder why that is. Call from Eric Code 571. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is
1: and I'm calling
0: from Virginia Okay, your phone is digitizing on you badly. There, I'll give you one last try to try for that. What is your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Shakira, and I'm calling
1: from Arlington,
0: Virginia. Okay. See if you can try hanging up and give us a call back here. Your phone's digitizing on you badly. Let me get caller from area code three two three. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are
1: you calling from? Hey, he's good, brother Chase. This is the Deal calling Washington DC, my brother.
0: Okay. Either their phones are messing up badly here or the log talk is having some issues. I think that's Elijah calling. Yes, sir. Okay, what's on your mind, Elijah? Yes, yes,
1: brother. Um I'm not gonna take too much of your time, brother. All right, so few much human to family. Well I just wanna say, man, but Um, I just got to get this on my chest real quick. You are the GOAT. You are the greatest of all time, okay? You completely changed my life. Because of you, um, specifically, I eliminated completely the uh, white media, and I get all my information from you. You are 100% accurate. You are the best out here. You are untouched. That's just what I wanted to say, man. I love you, brother. Thank you so much, and be one, brother. Black first brother,
0: thank you very much for giving us a call here tonight. Well, I like to say, definitely the only thing I've ever asked is that you do the best that you can. That's all I've ever asked. Just do the best that you can. Thank you to everyone who's contributed to Sport Nights program here. To my man, uh, Mr. Bradford, I appreciate that, and everyone who has contributed to Sport Nights program, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Let me get call from area code six zero one. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
1: My name is Jeremiah from Jackson, Mississippi. Jeremiah from Jackson, Mississippi. What's on your mind? Both, I appreciate everything you've done Number one and you're spot on we stopped, most of us stopped listening to that bullshit from um, MSNBC uh, at that election. They had everything completely incorrect. I was already transitioning to the uh, black media and I noticed a a difference in the uh, commentary from People like yourself to read, we wasn't really out at that time, but um, and voice, you know, and I, I appreciate what y'all done, and y'all so spot on about the civil rights Well, you know, our father was and these guys still hold down to that same old bullshit, man. And, and I, 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 I'm gonna tell them, wipe the chilling juice off your face, and we and, and uh, what you're doing is exactly what Claude Anderson and Amos Wilson, and our brother mm-hmm. from Mississippi, said to and you, you start with the media so you get the messaging out there. Cause a lot of platforms don't have reading books, unfortunately. But, and then you, you, you drop, you know, uh, uh, names every now and then and get fuller. And maybe somebody might may pick up their own books and start running with it. Because information is in the books and just life experiences, you know what I mean? Well, definitely,
0: like so I, I say, like, um, the, the, the uh, conversation has changed because. You didn't hear any of your NAACP or, hell, even your historical black college universities. They didn't talk about Dr. Claude Anderson. They didn't talk about Dr. John Henry Clark. They didn't talk about any of these things. So as far as I'm concerned, institutions that are that inept, and institute, I I use (laughs) inept as a kind word, institutions that are that dedicated to working against us don't need to exist anymore. Thank you very much for giving us a call here tonight. Um, also, um, belated, but a uh, big shout out to uh, Masangu. Thank you very much for supporting the program here. I meant to give you a thanks about that. Big shout out to you here. Thank you very much. I know you've seen that from a very long ways away. Thank you for supporting the program here. Let me get caller call from area code 571 again. Let me get you back on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is I'm calling from Arlington, Virginia. Okay. Um, uh, uh, what's on your mind?
1: Um, my father is on the told that, you know, we're behind enemy lines. He said when we confronted with the police, don't fuss, don't fight, don't flee. And when I saw what happened to John King White, that lesson really hit home. Black first.
0: Black first, thank you very much for giving us a call here tonight. Let me get calling from Harry Code 904. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Sean and I'm calling from Jacksonville, Florida. Sean from Jacksonville, what's on
1: your mind? Yeah, uh my concern, Jay, is, you know, when, when the case was over in uh in Brunswick, Georgia, and, and 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 you know, we got the outcome we wanted, then here comes the silver rights game you know, showing up, taking credit for it. And I wish it was a way we could just denounce these people once and for all. So, so, white society, I you know these people, these people have the credibility and we ain't listening to them. I mean, the Tamika Mallory's and the Al Sharpton's, these people are despicable. They really are. And, and you know, and I got, I mean, they think that they are the ones that's causing the change. And that, that would be sad. People believe that the
0: civil rights uh, generation still has influence, black person. Well, definitely, they, they don't really believe that. I mean, they noticed it as much as we did. When they, they're using metaphors now, when they say black lives matter, they're referring to all black people. When they say Al Sharpton, that's really just your really racist white folk talking about that. So they understand who actually, they, they understand those don't have sway anymore. Those, when they say Al Sharp, then that's really a metaphor. That's all that really is. They're not trying to describe a power broker. They're trying to describe a metaphor. That's not something communicated to us. That is something that is for internal consumption among them. In reality, what they are afraid of is what they see materializing in front of them. What they see materializing in front of them, I want you all to take note of what you're about to hear. What you see materializing in front of you is a decentralized movement. Let me say that again. What you are witnessing materializing in front of you is that which is most frightening to them. It is a decentralized movement. There is no central figurehead. There is no person you can point to over there and say, there he is, that's him. You can't even point to Jason Black and say that. You are witnessing a decentralized movement, a decentralized organism, where there is an agenda at work and everyone can adopt it, but there isn't an individual that you can point to and say, well, if we can just do something about him, then it stops. that's what you're witnessing happening right now and that's what worries them the most because this is fundamentally different from anything they witnessed before in other words they're seeing black people operating in power the way that white folk have been accustomed to because you've never been able to say there's the white leader over there you can say there's a resident but there hasn't been a leader of quote the white agenda there hasn't been it's decentralized That's the reason why everywhere you go, it replicates itself. That's why Millie Fuller called it a system of white supremacy. Everywhere you go, it replicates itself. But it's not like a church where there's the pastor. You're just witnessing a bunch of individuals adopting a similar code of conduct. Now that you're seeing them on black folk and no one's looking to the clergy to lead or anything, oh yeah, it's definitely a frightening thing for them. Thank you very much for giving us a call tonight. Let me get a call from area code eight hundred four. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Ryan from Houston. Ryan from Houston. What's on your mind?
1: Well, first off, uh, TBA, I'd like to thank you for everything you're doing and continue to do. Uh, the other night you talked about discipline, and you show that discipline every year because you don't take any breaks, you don't take any holidays, or days off. So you demonstrate how we're supposed to be moving every day here. And lastly, I'd like to say that it's so good to see that there's thousands of us tuned in right now. This is what the code is supposed to look like. Be warm,
0: family. Black First Brother, thank you very much for giving us a call here tonight. And certainly we were able to do this despite the attempts
1: of YouTube to suppress the channel To keep the channel silenced, to decouple it from
0: the algorithm, to attempt at every turn to suppress what we do, and yet take a look at what it is now. Take a look at where we're at now, despite their best efforts to suppress it and keep it muffled. That tells you that people are speaking from their interests. They've gone looking for that which articulates their interests. There's no way you can stop it now. Let me get called, Miracle Eight Six Zero. You're on
1: live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Black Authorities. me bro, from the Eight Six Zero from London. Just checking in. I'm in my way up in New Haven. Long um, you that said, um, yo, I'm just waiting for these old niggas to just die off. Excuse my language. Just the mentality. I just couldn't be that the family functions. Just hearing them saying that they're against talking against reparations and all these other things that's negative to the black um, survival. It's just amazing why we haven't got reparations yet. And you just see the dead weight that just needs to be let go. Either through COVID or whatever. I just, just they just need to get, get away from black because they just can't.
0: Well, certainly, I gotta certainly you've got to understand that as they get older, what they realized, see, here's the real thing that they're having a problem with. They thought that in their sunset years that they were going to get the same level of respect that the World War II generation got. That's what they thought they were gonna get. The baby boomers thought that their cowardice would be hidden they thought that they would all be able to sit up here. See, they were against Malcolm when he was alive. They were against the Panthers when they were alive. And they had no idea that in the information era, their children and grandchildren would Google them and go check or be able to start taking a looking to them and see what they did, what they didn't do. They had no idea that that was going to happen. They didn't have any suspicion that was going to occur. When it did start happening and the vocabulary changed. And you all made it very clear that you were not going to take their fairy tale stories as facts and that you were going to demand documentation. That's when things changed. That was when things fundamentally shifted. And then all of a sudden it became about, okay, damn what you young niggas is out here trying to do. But you know what, brother? This is good. This is good. You know why? Because I would rather you have an honest enemy than a false friend. I would rather that these old bastards show their fangs, as toothless as they are. I would rather these old bastards with their colostomy bags and their tennis balls on the bottom of their walkers, I would rather that they just go ahead and show what they are so that no one is deceived about who they really are go ahead and rip the mask off so you can show us what you really are this whole time so that we never get deceived about who you are we never get fooled into believing we can count on you so that we know what we're dealing with i would rather have the devil sitting there with his pitchfork than have him sitting in the cafeteria line serving me mashed potatoes thank you very much for giving us a call tonight they sit in the cafeteria talking about. Well, don't worry. Sometimes it's hot in here. I'm like, okay, the cafeteria looks like hell. Are you sure this is a cafeteria? Caller from area code eight three two. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Little Rick in Houston.
1: Little Rick in Houston. What's on your mind? Oh man. Hey, Jason. You know how when you just mentioned how you you, you kind of stated it as the fossil the Fossil Group, the, the old folks who are just stuck on stupid. And down here, we have a local radio station, a local black radio station that um, the, the general audience is pretty much typical, probably 55 and up. And Sheila Jackson Lee, you know, one of the typical black faces for white power. You know, she will periodically call in. Last week, she called in, and the way they keep our people pacified is, you know, they, they, they of course, they offer, you know, uh, Christmas gifts for the kids to hand out at a local park or something. But the only two subjects Sheila Jackson wants to discuss were voting rights and get the vaccine. That's it
0: so it, it's like look the puppets have we, been we, given we can... a very limited speech let's be very very clear it's never accidental this you can't demonize us it doesn't matter if the gun was purchased illegally it doesn't matter if the gun is illegal it doesn't matter if you don't have a permit it doesn't matter if you don't have permission to walk with it down the street it doesn't matter the circumstances anymore all you all have to say is written house That's all you have to say now is house. There's a reason. This is why I kept bringing this up. Folks, it's not accidental. There's a reason that your white supremacist news outlets are deadly quiet right now. They're not saying a word. This is why I said they're giving up the future so that they can win one case. They are sacrificing and mortgaging the future so that they can win one case one minor case it would have been far more in their interest to let rittenhouse hang it would have been far more in their interest to let him hang but they couldn't do it and the reason that they couldn't bring themselves to do it was because they realized that if rittenhouse had gone down this was just going to be an av- this was going to be an undeniable avalanche which is exactly what has occurred by the way It's been an undeniable avalanche of losses. They were so terrified, they were just so desperate to hold on to one win somewhere that they were willing to sacrifice and mortgage away the future. And in the process, all they really did was wind up handcuffing themselves, if you'll pardon the expression, so you can't say anything now. There's a reason why you have to have a competent media class. Because, you see, if I have to go on Fox News or something, if they sit up here and try to talk about, well, what about the gun he was carrying? All I got to do is say, Rittenhouse, you all already said we can do that. So uh, if you weren't going to indict Rittenhouse and you could sit up here and gave him a pass and said, oh, well, it doesn't matter, straw man gun purchases are legal now. How the hell are you going to sit up here and try to say they're Dante Wright is somehow some some monster running around. There's some hooking running around. You said the written house. It was okay for him to have an outright straw man gun purchase. People, there's a reason why you have to have a competent media class that is able to articulate this properly. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. When you have a competent media class, then I can walk you through these things so and let you understand. If somebody tries to indict you with in that, just remember Rittenhouse. You can let them know that there was a reason why Tucker Carlson and the rest of them refused to bring up the central point, which spoke out that straw man gun purchase. He never should have been able to shoot anybody because he never should have had that gun because it was illegal for him to have it. And they conceded that they understood that that was the critical point that they lost on because they never brought it up every time they they talk about the case they refuse to bring up by the way he never should have had that gun in the first place they were conceding that they understood we lost this so they can go ahead and rig a trial but you have now lost the society because you can now no longer claim that oh well if you don't have the gun legally then oh open and shut case the character assassination strategy has been rendered neutralized They can't assassinate your character the way that they used to because they gave up the ability to do that so that they could keep Rittenhouse out of jail. They gave that up so that they could save his bacon. And now here we are. And let's be very, very clear. This is very much different from the civil rights generation. The civil rights generation would have handled this far, the civil rights generation would still be out here mulling about, forgive, give. The civil rights generation would be saying, well, you don't want to be as bad as them over there not do you? you don't want that there I mean, they, they not do anymore. We, we don't want everybody there now. They be they, bad, but we got to be better than
1: now.
0: You see, when they talk to us, they get a far different response. We're all like, oh, no. We just want to know what the new rules are. Now that we know what the new rules are, just understand you won't get to double back on that. New rules. It doesn't matter where the gun comes from now. New rule. Call of America 816. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Are you okay?
1: microphone connect are you me, right? call from your code
0: 405 you're on live with black channel what's your name where are you calling from hmm. okay my callers are being accosted apparently so it is uh, the holiday season. I guess they are having difficulties keeping themselves uh, safe out there. So hope you all keep your heads on about you. Definitely understand what the new rules are. The new rules are here, and we told you what it was going to be, and we've given you the vocabulary and the intellectual tools and the legal framework with which you are able to fight these things. Going forward, recognize the landscape has changed. There has been a fundamental paradigm shift. The rules of engagement are different. We told you what was happening then, and you have witnessed as the events and the society has shifted around you. Now you are prepared to take those shifts and those changes into account in what you do. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up tonight's program. Before we do, I wanna thank uh, Miss Jocelyn. I see you out there, thank you very much for contributing to support tonight's program. And um, Asa, as well, uh, Black first to you as always. Thank you very much for your support of tonight's program and to everyone who has contributed to support the program tonight on PayPal or Cash App. I see you, I hear you. Thank you very much for joining us in that regard. If you are new here to the Black Channel, welcome to the Haven of Intelligent Black Thought. We do this every weekend over 131,000 subscribers and rising. We are not a little thing. We are the Black Media we are a change in society make sure you click that red subscribe button click that notification bell join us every time we're broadcasting here youtube is going to try to suppress the channel which is what they tend to do make sure you check in make sure you check to make sure that you are subscribed i'm going to thank i want to ask all my brothers and sisters make sure that you check to make sure that you are still subscribed to the channel Even if they attempt to suppress the channel, it is good to be able to see that we've aggregated such a large audience in one place. Clicking that subscribe button shows that even if you don't watch us live, that this is the number of people who are following what we're doing here. And when you see hundreds of thousands of people, it lets people know that this is a real thing. So click that red subscribe button, if nothing else. And if you haven't checked out our groundbreaking best-selling documentary work, You need to go to our website, blackchannelfilms.com, and go check out 7 a.m. Gentrified Race War, all available on DVD, on streaming on Amazon. Go to blackchannelfilms.com. That is blackchannelfilms.com. You are all my brothers and my sisters from around the world. There is no me. There is no I. There is only we. And you will eat this, drink this, sleep this, think this, breathe this, feel this, live this, love this, Everything we are, oh, absolutely, Black first. We didn't change. We stayed the same, and the world changed for us. We have demonstrated the power of being unapologetically Black, unapologetic, unadulterated, and absolutely uncompromising. And this concludes tonight's broadcast of the Black Channel. I am your host, your brother, your humble servant, the Black Authority. And until next time, my brothers and my sisters from around the world, remember, Black is the future, and the future is uncompromising.